Pink Grandeur in YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. It's time for Tears Around the Teapot. Just for you. First Love, written and narrated by Diana Parsons. A sleek blue and silver racing bike slides almost unnoticed alongside the group of bubbling teenage girls making their way home after a day of lessons. Its swarthy owner dismounts, taking hold of the leather saddle firmly with his suntanned hand, steering it skilfully to discreetly join the outer flank of the chatty gaggle of females. A strategic move. No words escape from his luscious soft lips. No eyes meet. Sideway glances only. But a new dynamic has been introduced. The atmosphere is now charged with something other. In ones and twos, the crowd diminishes as homes come into view. And then, we, he and I are left, alone, together. The nip of autumn is in the air as daylight fades gently into a magical dusk. An unmistakable tang of damp earth and mouldering leaves assails our twitching nostrils. Without any movement, it seems, his calloused hand has crept across the narrowing gap between us. Our fingers entwine naturally, as though this has happened before. But it hasn't. And electric pulses of an unknown origin leap through my body, rendering me helpless. His heavy footfall in black-booted feet continues without faltering. My lighter one in sensible case skips keeps pace on the grey pavement mottled with patches of discarded chewing gum. In the gathering gloom they appear like mini saucers and I cannot take my eyes off them as they merge and separate in my heightened state of arousal. Our steps are synchronised, taking us closer to where we will have to part. They slow in joint recognition of this to a snail's pace. Burnished leaves detach reluctantly from the branches of the trees majestically lining the suburban street. They float around, spiralling in the quickening breeze to land in golden bundles in the narrow gutters, occluding the ugly drains gurgling from the recent downpour. Our eyes are fixed on anything but one another. We daren't look, in case the magic suddenly disappears to nothing before we have time to drink in its potency. Our hands reluctantly unmesh. We say goodbye and part, but only until tomorrow at the same time. No arrangement is made, but one understood. Days go by, one vital day after another. The whirlpool draws us down together. We revel in our discovery. 
Green the colour of eyes, flecked with orange glints of fire, dominate his bronzed face. Dark swathes of bristly hair form quizzical brows, asking questions, displaying concern, dancing with laughter, conjoined like naughty twins egging one another on, furrowed in anger, daunting, scary almost, but softened by passion mostly, caressing the object of their desire. Spikes of dark fringed lashes extend endlessly, it seems, sentinels protecting the deep-set providers of sight. He uses these tools unashamedly to reduce my legs to jelly. One wink from the left one in particular undoes me. He draws me to his core, his very soul, as we gaze into each other for hours at a time on the corner where we separate for our individual homes. People squeeze past us, cars journey on their way in some other world that is not ours. Each time we part, we take another piece of each other with us, weighed down by the heaviness of our love. It is a joyful burden to carry, saturating, fulfilling, pulsating. I run down the carpeted staircase into the unlit hallway. He will be here soon. Satin folds of red, crimson and orange spring from my waist like a lampshade. My top is corseted demurely around young breasts. A snowy collar of chiffon encircles Newbar's shoulders to drape in a long V down my back. Clipped shiny black hair sits like a tight cap on my head. My face is free of any makeup. A touch of Yardley's natural rose sparingly wafted across quivering lips. Silver star-scattered shoes dress my size five feet. I watch him covetously as he arrives at the bottom of the steps to our glass-fronted door. He doesn't know I'm there. An anxious smile is working its way across his mobile features. He's practising his expression for this momentous encounter. In the light of the moon from my hiding place, I can see his brill-creamed hair shining, rising from his broad forehead in a silky quiff. He's nervous. A tweed-clad arm reaches boldly for the doorbell, and I hold my breath. It really is happening. Tucking myself into the shadow of the cloakroom doorway, I wait for the dinging sound to bring the chatter round the dinner table in the adjacent room to a halt. And then I take my opportunity to bolt up the darkened staircase. Not a second to spare as Mother Eagle, piercing eyes focused, swoops into position to study her little chick's escort to the school dance. We are all of fifteen. A bright light is now illuminating the porch where he stands tall and straight, awaiting the inspection he has been warned will come. He has been allowed access and I can glimpse him over the banister, now standing awkwardly in the cold light of the square hall. I want to run down and smother the flames of this new fear with my love, 
but I have to wait to hear my name being called, and only then do I appear at the top of the stairs, ready to make my entrance. His head lifts, his smouldering eyes widen, and a teasing smile touches his malleable lips. I take a step onto the soft Wilton carpet and descend in a cloud of cotillemon and puffed petticoats. We watch each other the whole way down. Mother Eagle watches too. We can't wait to get out and be by ourselves, but have to endure the questions. He answers politely, and then we are dismissed into the night air. We hold hands running down the road laughing. We are so excited, the school dance awaits. Our first. We exist only for each other. For now, for many more days, months and years to come. We are not to know then whether this may last, whether it will always be like this, the total absorption of body, mind and spirit, whether one day we may look into one another's eyes with difficulty and see shadows that have clouded the purity and innocence of those earlier days that have robbed the trust, inflicted pain and betrayal. So we are able to indulge ourselves in these precious moments of the first school dance, the discovery of the days, the months and years that follow, not knowing, but with the passage of time perhaps realising they may never be repeated. Such is the uniqueness and magic of first love. Diolch am rando i YYFM, am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddiluniad lein ac i ar y ni wybod beth hoffech chi glywed nesaf, ewch chi it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit it'syyyfm.com.